Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm going to be in a cake. You know, like those, the dancing ladies that emerge out of cake? That's me. Yeah, I'm going to be that. For some reason, I'm going to be like, like Paul McCartney. Is there a thing where Paul <laughs> McCartney jumps out of one of those? No that idea. Sounds like one of my sex dreams <laughs> I don't know Paul McCartney jumping out of a huge cake <laughs> yeah everyone careful some some real saucy stuff coming out on the pod today listener of the podcast from Australia here do you know what we're going to talk about Hal? do you know what we're going to talk about she says can confirm that school uniforms have embroidered on them local native animals not always kangaroos but often oh. birds and also flora also, can confirm that the kids all wear wide-brim sun hats with a tie under the chin from September till April. It's funny that you should mention this, actually, because I have an email from someone called Sarah, and she said, I've just been listening to your Bake Off specials and loving them. We can't watch the latest season here in Australia, but to be honest, I think your banter is probably better than the actual programme. We'll take it, Sarah. We'll take it. (laughs) I just wanted to chime in on your discussion. Ari, Aussie, primary school kids wearing daggy broad rim hats. Daggy broad rim hats. (laughs) She said, yes, the hats are a thing. Anywho, I'm off to go and throw another shrimp on the barbie now. Last night, I nearly Mm -hmm. was in tears about having to watch Bake Off. I was, it was so another, tired. It was, it was, was the like, straw, was it? <laughs> it was nearly the straw. It was nearly the final straw. Um, so I actually have, in the end, I was like, rather than watch it in a stress, I'm going to watch it today. Mm. So I'm going to watch it after work today before I go and see Cheddar Gorgeous. A double bill of joys for me this evening um, because we're recording our Bake Off episode tomorrow. And I'm very excited to see what Bread Week has in store. So tune in on Saturdays. Extra run fodder, basically. Welcome to episode 165 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. We are both firmly average runners who don't take life or running too seriously. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, 
and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. We've got a sandwich episode for you today. We're bookending the very wonderful Lucy Gossage here. Lucy is an oncologist and a bit of a superstar triathlete on a mission to debunk the myth that rest is best for people undergoing cancer treatment. Five years ago, she founded 5K Your Way as part of Move Charity, which encourages people undergoing treatment to work towards and complete 5K in whatever way works for them. Here she talks about how the campaign started and some beautiful stories of people who have benefited from it along the way. Holly and I rattle on before and after about Holly's return to Couch to 5K and my general exhaustion with marathon training. We address the age-old controversy of jogging at traffic lights before reminding you of an important date in the pod squad calendar, namely our 10K special evening out at Sweaty Betty. It's on November the 9th. You can buy tickets on Eventbrite. You can find the link in the show notes and we'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by Baby Jogger. And just to be clear, we're talking about jogging with your baby in a pram and we're not actually talking about babies jogging, are we? No, we're not. That's completely right. Okay, good, good, good. Just checking that babies suddenly weren't much more advanced than I realised. Well, I have been reading a bit about this just to check. When you've had a baby, when's the right time to go running with the baby? That is a very good question. Um, NHS guidelines say to wait until 12 weeks after giving birth before doing anything high impact, so running or jumping or whatever. But a recent study has suggested that for some of us, it might be closer to six or even 12 months before we're ready to run. It's very personal. Okay, but walking is always all right? Walking is always all right. Yes, definitely. Walk before you can run. And the other thing is, is your baby needs to be fit as well. Okay, you need a little uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson baby. Precisely. Uh, (laughs) But your baby does need to be able to hold the weight of their head and be fully in control of their head and neck in an upright seated position before you go on your first job. That's absolutely right. Well done, you. Thank you very much. I have been reading about it. I also learned that babies develop at different times. So for some, they might have all that strength at six months, others not till a bit later. So for their safety, it's best not to begin jogging in a buggy with them until they're nine months old. Cool. So now we've got all that, let's have a think about the right kit for you. The Baby Jogger Summit X3 won the Editor's Choice Award for the best running buggy in the Women's Running Product Awards this year. It totally did, and that's because it's brilliant. It has all-wheel suspension for all-terrain adventures, and it has a hand-operated brake and handlebar tether so that you can be in total control when you're running downhill. And it's also got air-filled tyres and a swivel lock on the handlebar so you can switch between jogging and strolling modes really easily. And weather-wise, you're sorted with a vented seat top that increases airflow when it's reclined and a UV50 large adjustable sun canopy. And it has a one-handed fold, which sounds very useful, I'd imagine, for mums on the run. It's super useful. It also packs up really small too, so you can sleep it in the boot no problem the baby jogger is suitable for strolling from six months and for jogging from nine months up to 22 kilograms and it's amazing and we loved it check it out at babyjogger.eu <laughs> it's all bonkers at the mo isn't it it it's is just... all bonkers I'm, just... I'm feeling very lucky because my bonkers things i've given myself a bonkers week because I've given myself so many joys, but it 
does slightly dampen the joys when your days have to become absolutely chocker with trying to get shit done because you've yeah. given yourself joys in the evenings just, and weekends. Yeah, I don't. I, mm. Yeah, I have too too much on. It's a real kind of candles at both ends and burning slightly in the middle thing. Me too. Going on. Yeah, so it's, um, it's part of that. Should we jump? Should we jump straight in with the running bit? And actually, have we got a jingle for the running bit? We've got a jingle for the running bit. Let's, Let's get it. back involved. I feel like we've we've left it out to to the to the woods for the wolves or whatever at the moment. The running the bit. Running the, bit, running the, running bit, bit the running bit. The running bit. bit the running the bit. Running bit. Running bit. There we go. So okay, love lovely lovely jingle action. Go on then. Nice. Let's jump into uh, it. Well, I was just going to ask you because I feel like my life has been slightly taken over with um with sport I never call it sport, sport. I don't call but it I sport. feel like yeah. it, it feels like sport <laughs> at the moment because of the fact that I'm trying to do, carry on doing my strength training once a week as well um mm-hmm. that and I really really don't want to let that slip because um I don't know I just feel like it's like it's my seventh week now and apart from my week off after the vitality where I sacked it off I have managed mm. to do it every week and I do feel like it gets easier every time and I don't want to stop it um yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm feeling good about that, but doing that. And then also because I've picked couch to 5k up, well, I say I've picked it up. I have actually started again because I took, I I kind of lost where I was and I took such a break to then do the 10k that I was like, I'm just going to start it from the beginning again and, and use it a little bit more as we discussed before, I think in the Patreon zoom, using it as kind of like interval training almost where it's like my, my, I'm still doing the walk, but it's. I'm trying to do that very briskly and then I'm yeah. trying to run faster than I would normally run a, a slow run um, yeah. during the the running bits. Um, the running bits, trademark. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that is like four sessions a week at the moment and I don't think oh, I've ever crikey. done that before. That seems like quite yeah. a lot. It's loads, yeah. isn't it? Because Couch 5K yeah. is three times a week and I am trying to actually – like I'm not going to be like horrendously strict on myself if I can't fit them all into a week, but I feel mm. like it's going to have the most – it's going to be the most beneficial to me if I don't leave it too long between each run. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So even though they're four half-hour slots basically, mm. it does just feel more than I have ever done just – I mean, I guess apart from the beginning of the year when I was trying to do something every day, it feels lo- it feels more than I've ever done when I'm not actually training for something yeah. um, in my life. And at the same time as having like literally something every weekend, I think we're away every weekend for the next like month. Um, mm. And this week I'm busy every single night after work. And so it's trying to cram it in to either before work or lunchtime or after work or something. Yeah. Just feeling a little bit intense um but tell me about yours because I'm talking half hour sessions that probably is sweet sweet nectar to your ears <laughs> well <laughs> no that's it sounds like you've got loads on it sounds like it could be like it could be like overwhelming at one end and or quite nice in terms of structure at the other end I don't yeah does it which yeah, way is it is, it? Actually, is, the, is your pendulum it's yeah. swinging towards the enjoying the routine and the structure at the mo because I, as we've discussed before, 
many a time aloft. I'm not very good at, um, at, I'm not necessarily the most disciplined person. And I find, I find maintenance really boring. Like I like new exciting things. I'm not very good at just sticking to something. Like I like, I get overexcited by things and I get distracted easily. Um, Oh my God. So do I. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're just so much better at it. You've honed the skill. Whereas I'm getting there with honing it because I I know that I I do actually really benefit from having a bit of routine, but I find maintaining that routine dull as ditch water. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm quite enjoying it at the moment because it feels as though the change, as mentioned before, Doug and I are looking at buying a house at the moment as well. He's just started a new job um, in the lot. I think it was a month ago now, actually, that he started it. So it is ticking along. Um, yeah. And the weeks feel very difficult and very fast paced compared to how the weeks were feeling a few months ago where I worked from home. Doug was working from home. We would get up, have a little coffee together, have a gentle morning, maybe have a little mm. sandwich together at lunch. Like maybe I'd go and meet Esther for a coffee. Like everything was feeling quite chill. But all at the same time, everything is ramped up. We had a mad September with work. It Mental. was just bonkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and now also trying to buy a house, Doug, having started this new job, it really feels, I never thought I'd be a live for the weekend gal, but I'm a live for the weekend gal at the moment. <laughs> I can't oh. fucking wait because the, because the, the weeks are just so manic and it yeah. is nice. Um, and I do like some of the structure, like obviously I, I do my choir, my show choir and, oh. um, and that stops over the summer holidays so that's picked back up again nice uh, it just feels like there's lots happening I'm also we were just discussing before um I've I've got so much stuff that's been really nice and exciting but I'm going to see drag queen extraordinaire Cheddar Gorgeous tonight I did not know that <laughs> I know in Comedia which is just down the road from us so it's not it's not a big night out but it's definitely it's still a night out I'm going to be having a gin and tonic so that will be great. And then I'm also going to, which um, I had to, I mean, I, I've had to befriend people that I don't know at all to get to mm. get a ticket for this. But I'm going to off menu tomorrow night after work as well, which I cannot wait. I'm so excited about it. Um, I, I'll send James A. Custy your best regards, Esther. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually listened to it this morning. And Did you? J- yeah, and and I've got two. I've got two things on this. One is that um, not to overtake with things that you've been saying, but next week happens to be my birthday. And oh my god! Of course, a huge, a red letter day in the calendars of yeah. us all. Yeah, um, I, and it's my big, it's my big, my big birthday, right? Big old zero dropping in okay. there. That's something Ooh. else on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Don't put that on your list. Um, I will. But, of course I will. Um, but Dave is, um, he, he's actually, and I've just been thinking about this, he's taking me out tomorrow for a, in brackets, it's in the diary, low-key surprise, right? Next week, there oh, are a couple so of other... Oh, so this others... is not the thing that, I, this is not you going to the Beckford No, bins. it's not that. I'm That's so jealous about that. 
Yeah, going to Beckford Canteen next week. So, yep. I've, so that was my order. That was my, I, that's what I want to do on my birthday. So we're doing that. Mm. And then we've got, we've got like little kind of, um, well, I'm not having a party, but we're having like little kind of get togethers with, with nice. groups of people called dotting them through the month. And so that's sort of happening. There was a surprise sort of gathering that he got next Friday, which I wasn't expecting. So he's doing that, which is, so all these lovely things, but there is a thing I'm supposed to be doing tomorrow night and I have no idea what it is. All I know is we've got a babysitter. It's not a great big drinky thing it might be a drink I'm to kind of put, put a fresh top on was basically the dressing up are you coming of to it. the off, off menu podcast I'm wondering me? if I'm coming to the off menu <laughs> imagine wouldn't that be funny because I was listening to it this morning oh I'd be so I'd... relieved I mean I'm excited to go with this girl she was lovely but I literally met her at drinks at my my sister-in-law's birthday drinks and never spoken to her before in my life and she was supposed to be going with someone who she at the time was dating and she's not dating them anymore and she was like oh I'm not really sure what to do with this ticket and I was like uh love your hair by the way uh you look gorgeous tonight hun <laughs> How about that spare ticket? So I would be, although I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm fully prepared to slightly be there on my own as a fan. So I, yeah. I would love if you and Dave were going. I wonder what it's going to be. Place your bets. Everyone place your bets on the Discord. What's it going to be? Who knows? Do you know, I, I have no idea. And it could be... Because what, what I was going to say, I was going to bring it up because you were saying you were going to see Cheddar Gorgeous tonight, right? Yeah. So I was I was wondering once we reconvene next week if we kind of if we if we just tapped into our social calendars for the previous week what we would be you know what we would have seen and would you have gone to see that and would I would I have gone to like a book reading in toppings I mean I don't know I think it could I be know. Like, I'm <laughs> could so be. intrigued I'm so intrigued is he going to mean, make you go go-karting again or something? I really hope not. <laughs> that's almost always my fear when people say, uh, when I lived in Paris, I was the first of my, like, there were a bunch of us living there uh, together who were all on the same course at uni. And I was the first mm. of my friends to move home. Thank God. Goodbye. Um, and, and, um, and they were like, oh, we're going to take you on a day out as like, you know give you a big like surprise like like mm. I don't think they even said what to wear or anything and I absolutely shat my pants when we <laughs> arrived somewhere that had a bunch of like uh you know the sort of Boris bikes like bikes I can't remember <gasps> what they're called in Paris yeah yeah and I was like they're gonna make me cycle they're gonna make me cycle uh, they didn't and did make they? me cycle but they didn't <laughs> I can't remember what the surprise was. I think we just went up the Arc de Triomphe and got pissed or something can't remember <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> I can't is, remember what the surprise that... was <laughs> I mean, because Dave, Dave's idea of a of a of a fun time might involve like a zip wire, so that's that's mm. always the concern that he's just going to suddenly chuck a, a bungee jump. Dave in is there or he's something. a get up and goer, isn't he? He's a big get up and goer, and it is always a bit ner- it's a bit nervy being around people. I've just remembered actually. Sorry, I'm totally dominating what? this episode with complete bullshit. It Dude. was uh, it was a uh, what do you call them? Like a fair sort of thing that was in town that was my surprise that was, um, that's quite a nice surprise I it was actually that. it was great fun and we went mm. um I remember me and my friend Rob being in a one of those haunted house things where you go like a ghost train that's what it's called oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, ghost yeah. Train. <laughs> and it had real people it had like oh. clowns it was fucking horrific but it was also hilarious it was hilarious yeah. that was a great surprise <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed it 
though I do remember oh, yeah. crying a few times and going let me off let me off but overall <laughs> it was good 80% good yeah <laughs> Well, we shall have to compare notes on Friday and, and figure oh, out what will, we it will. Is that we've done. Yeah. But how are you managing to juggle um, uh, all of this stuff? Because also, I forget you've also got you've got kids. You've got you've got loads more going on than me, to be honest. And I'm very stressed at the moment. So oh. how are you managing marathon oh, training? Oh. It's been really, really, really fucking hard. It's been mm. um, last. The last couple of weeks, I think I are like the I include and including this Saturday are the hardest weeks of the plan. And um I definitely I think one of the last times I spoke to you, I was I think last week I had a real kind of low point. And I think it's because it was one of the highest mileage weeks was the week before that, and I was still recovering mm-hmm. from it. Even though last week I was kind of in drop down. It was just like actually the week before I'd done 21 miles as a long run. It was it was really, really intense. It was really hard. And along with all of that is all the guilt. And um I was also coping yeah. last week with Ted was off on his residential. So I'd been oh crying God, about course. 17 we did times have every a, day. Yeah. We did have a coffee <laughs> where you were a woman on the verge. Oh. <laughs> it was really, really hard. I mean, he had he had great fun, but I I found it very hard to get through that it was a very very long week um so he, that, he, that he did love it on. in the end did he because you were Loved worried it. at the time the reason yeah. that you were feeling a bit wobbly when we went for a coffee was because he wasn't in any of the pictures on yeah. the school whatsapp group even though you had specifically asked him to get in all the pictures but yeah. he was in fact alive and he did have a good time alive had a good like had an amazing time yeah so Aww. um and in fact, it sounds, having spoken to other parents of their kids, it sounds like he had one of the best times. Like everyone else is a bit like, oh, well, you know, they, they had a sort of 50% good time, but 50% a bit shit. Um, but yeah, Ted Ted loved it all. So it was all, oh, it was good. great. It was great. But while I was in all of that last week, it felt really intense. And I kind of, I think it was only when I was in the middle of the drop down week that I realized how much of, I know this is stupid to say, but how much of a toll all the training was taking on my body, my energy levels. I was absolutely exhausted by the time mm. I was speaking to you last Wednesday. Um, and I feel, I feel better now. Um, but, but I've gone, I've come into a week and this is supposed to be the hardest week. This week is the hardest week. Um, and I've come into it having missed a session and I've missed, and I know, I know this isn't big and you will laugh at me, but this, I have missed my first session of the whole plan. So it's my first session in 12 weeks that I've missed. Oh my I missed God. it on Monday. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I logistically couldn't do it because I was away. I'm so, um, so impressed. I'm so impressed though. <laughs> I was I literally the putting up one. some content on <laughs> the like, website Ooh. the other day. It was like something that Anna Harding had written for us. And it was like, um, you will miss, however diligent you are, you will miss a training session. And it made me feel so much better um, when I was reading it. and. There you go. You hadn't even missed one. I haven't I missed think one. That I, that's I, a rite I, of passage well. and you are officially marathon training now. I don't think you're officially doing it until you've missed one. <laughs> so yeah, I missed I missed an easy one. I have missed quite a lot of strength training. So I haven't been keeping up my strength training at all for the last three, four weeks. I was I found it all massively overwhelming because I was doing four runs a week plus two strength sessions. And I was sometimes I was doing also a boot camp as well. 
and boot camp have, has kind of fallen by the wayside because my um my instructor has has been um poorly so I've not been doing that very often mm-hmm. and and I just I just haven't done it I've and I have noticed the difference like negatively so I wish I had kept it up and I haven't but it was the first thing to go so now I'm just doing I'm basically just doing the four runs a week and um yeah I mean That's I, I know it's a lot of runs and the mileage has been really, really toppy. But I do know from kind of emails that we've got in that people do, they feel the same. So it feels nice not to be kind of talking to an echo chamber that the kind of the exhaustion of this part before you get into taper is just, it's massive because like this morning, so I, I, I didn't go on Monday. So that was the mess, the session I missed, which was supposed to be like a, an easy like recovery run really. Um, and uh, so I went this morning for the first time since Sunday, which felt like a really big gap. Today is Wednesday on date of record. And, um, and it was, oh my God, Hol, I had to do a 7.8 mile run. So in my head, I have to factor in eight miles plus trying to get back home. Cause I can't, mm. I can't, I can't include the half mile, like vertical hill that you want to no, so nasty. In nasty. terms of time, I have to think about like one hour, 15 ish for the run plus another kind of 10 minutes in order to walk up back up so an hour and 25 maybe an hour and a half and I have so many meetings today that I had to do it before school drop off which meant I had to set my alarm this morning after being away for two days I had to set my alarm this morning for 5 45 <laughs> in order <sighs> to run round bath in the dark and also try and do it was um it was repeats. It was 500 meter repeats. So you had to do like fast, slightly slower, fast, slightly slower, 10 times. And I had to do that in pitch black. It was this morning. And on top of that, I'd, although I'd drunk and drunk water, I hadn't eaten anything because it was 5.45. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't do that. So the end of it felt awful. And I was wearing the wrong clothes. I I was just like, well, if I'm getting up at 5.45, I'm going to get a nice long sleeve top and by two miles in, I was like, oh, fucking hell, it is too warm for this. <laughs> I know, so it's, really, it's really actually really difficult. This is such mm. a weird period for what to wear. I'm just about yeah. to go for a run and I've got a long sleeve. Like I've got like a sort of, um, I don't know, it's yeah. like a sort of layery thing over the top. Like it's thin, but it's almost a jumper. But then mm. underneath this, I've got a vest. So... <sighs> I don't really layer, know layer, what layer. to whether to yeah whether to do vest or long. Anyway, that was dull. Mm. But, but genuinely, <laughs> no. I do think it's I do think it's really difficult um, in October in the UK. Like, what temperature are we talking on day of record right now? It's like it looks it's a bit grey and nasty, but it's actually nineteen degrees out there. So I'm yeah, don't know what I'm doing wearing a long sleeve thing. Yeah, don't wear long sleeve because it looks grey. You're doing that, and I was wearing a fleecy long sleeved top. It was it was such a bad call in terms of what I was supposed to be wearing. Yeah, um, and I wasn't wearing any lights, and because this is the first time I've ever done kind of dark running this year. Uh, well, since February, I guess um, mm-hmm. this season. So I'd just completely mm-hmm. forgotten everything. I hadn't got any kind of light on me. Hadn't done, so I felt quite unsafe. So I had all of that. You know, when you you know like nervy because of feeling unsafe in terms of like because we're running really close to the road. Um, and wearing the wrong kind of top. Oh my God, I was sweating cobs. It was horrible. So it was not a good thing. It's really distracting when that happens, isn't it, as well? Because it's like, I find that that's the danger zone for me of when my brain really starts to be like, like, just stop. This isn't the right, this isn't right. 
go home. Um, yeah. And I find the imposter syndrome or the little, the inner saboteur, as RuPaul would say, um, inside being like, stop it. Like, don't bother with this. This is crap. That's when it's the yes. loudest is when there's something off yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I did find myself like um, uh, uh, st- enjoying the stopping at traffic lights, like, you know, really enjoying those moments. Oh, I and, get, I'm um, gutted if you approach some traffic lights and they're green. I, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, but it's that's my so green It's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, perfect Agreed. timing. Great. Pedestrians yeah. go now. <laughs> so I've been known to be, to sort of go like, oh, so, oh, what? Oh, oh, missed, I missed it. <laughs> because it is vital to me to have that moment of stopping at the traffic light. Okay, when you stop at the traffic lights, do you jog on the spot or do you just Absolutely stop? Absolutely not. I just stop. I stop, uh, keel over, puke on my feet and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it depends. If I'm feeling kind of in good sort of spirits mm. that day and it's it it feels easy, then maybe I'll do a little bit of jogging on the spot just so that I don't cool down too much and I can keep the momentum going. But if I'm struggling, Mm -hmm. I'll 100% use the excuse and and have a little stand for a bit. And I probably will pause my my. I was going to work. That was my second question. Do you pause your watch? Yeah. (laughs) I would pause my watch. Doesn't count. Doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) I love a little cheeky watch pause. (laughs) It's the best, isn't it? (laughs) Oh. Oh. Well, should we should we go into our into our um our sandwich? And I was going to say we've got, got an end. expert slash genius for everyone today. Uh, we haven't had one in a while, but it's time for the woman in STEM jingle because we are chatting to the brilliant Lucy, mm-hmm. um, who, sorry, nothing. Well, I was going to say oh. yeah, the brilliant Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, uh, and she's from. She founded um, something called 5K Your Way. Lucy is an oncologist, which is why she is very firmly a woman in STEM. She Mm -hmm. founded 5K Your Way um, and it's part of Move Charity and it's definitely worth having a look at. Um, I was just like blown over by, um, well, everything that she said really, but it's that 5K Your Way was grown out of the concept that when you're on treatment for cancer, which can obviously feel utterly shite, um, there is a sort of general philosophy that rest is best. And what she was, what she was finding, and what she, what everyone in that, um, in in her department knows to be true, is that exercise, movement is is so overwhelmingly good for you. Um, so it's what she's set up is a, is a sort of it. It's kind of slightly ties into parkrun a little bit because it's a way in which you can kind of move towards completing a parkrun and it's not necessarily about running it but it's just about completing it at some point um and it's just ways in which you can support um yourself or people that you know in order Mm. to do that um and i think she's just um a bit of a life force really and i just love the the idea of it so we 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 got her on to have a little chat about yeah she's just involved how other people she's involved. very clever and she really mm. I was really blown away by lots of the of the stuff that she talked about in terms in terms of the kind of science of exercising through cancer treatment mm. here she goes yeah. here she goes 
Here she comes. It's time. It's time. For a woman. Woman is Very, very wise. Lovely. She's wise. <laughs> This is a very good time to subscribe to Women's Running or think about giving a gift subscription for that big date in December you might be thinking about. Because right now, when you subscribe, as well as receiving the best magazine in the world, you'll also get a free exclusive Women's Running technical tea worth £35. It's beautiful, it's blue, and it says happy running on the back to help motivate you and your brilliant running buddies too. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk forward slash become a member and enter X23WRPOD, that's pod, at the checkout for your free tea. And please remember to send us a pic of you wearing it. Hi, my name's Lee Scottish, so I'm an oncologist. Uh, I'm also co-founder of the 5K Your Way Move Against Cancer initiative. Um, I'm a trustee of Move Against Cancer charity, and I used to be a professional triathlete, but now I'm just foraging non-competitively into um, ultra running or ultra exploring, I call it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Ultra exploring. Um, so, like, we, we really wanted to talk to you because we'd—I'd I'd only just—I know—I I know this is um, remiss of me, but I'd only really just begun to kind of read about move and about five k your way, um, and it just—it really struck a chord. And so, I just—I really wanted to talk to you because of that. And I think uh, the thing I was just about to say, talk to Holly about before you came on was um, the thing that kind of blew my mind was when we were talking before where you were saying that you wanted to serve as a sort of antidote to the kind of rest is best policy Mm -hmm. and I just thought oh my god of course that it just makes all the sense could you explain in what (laughs) right well tell me more about 5k your way how what happened there How, how did it come about so yeah, 5K Way has been running for five years now. Um, so I co-founded it with with Gemma Hilly Moses, who was a runner and Gemma had had cancer. Um, and the idea came actually, it was a young guy. I was I, I was still a registrar, junior doctor. Um, I'd just gone to give him a prescription and he'd had a brain tumour. He was about 20. He'd, he'd been cured on paper of his brain tumour, but in the process he had lost everything. He'd lost his job, he'd lost his friends, he'd put on several stone and weight. He was playing computer games all day and, and sorry, all night and sleeping all day. And I, mm. I just remember meeting him and walking away and it was, it just really struck me that, that yeah, cancer treatments are evolving and we're curing more people, but actually what is the quality of life at the end of it? And I loved Park Run. I just had a, you know, an idea, maybe we could get a group of young people with cancer to build up to doing Park Run, you know, every three months it would combine kind of that camaraderie with exercise because I knew that there was a lot of evidence that exercise was was beneficial on so many levels. I'd had personal experience of a friend with depression. I'd seen how exercise had helped them. Um, and that was really, really the idea. And then no one in the hospital, I think my background as an athlete, people were like, but you love running. No one else is going to love running. Um, so I reached out to Gemma, who just founded Move Charity about a year before, and said, you know, I've got this idea. What do you think? And, and we thought, let's just just give it a go. Um, and yeah, we set up the first group in Nottingham, just put up some little flyers in the hospital, not really knowing whether anyone would come. Um but it was just such a lovely, uplifting Saturday morning. We thought, let's just meet up last Saturday of every month, meet up at Park Run, 
try and get as many people down as possible to walk, jog, run, cheer or volunteer. That's kind of our tagline. Um, and then just through social media, it, it kind of exploded and, and people heard about it and got in touch and said, can I start groups? Um, and so that's, yeah, that's how it started. We had no idea what we were creating. We certainly didn't plan to create more than a local support group. Um, but I think one of the big things that we're doing by existing is, is as you said, challenging that myth that, that rest is best because healthcare professionals are getting are more educated now and we're starting to talk a bit more about I, I actually use the phrase movement because exercise can be quite quite um intimidating for a lot mm. of people but movement when you're when you're diagnosed with cancer but one of the things I see most commonly as an oncologist is that when someone's diagnosed the the natural reaction of the loved ones of that person who's received the diagnosis is to wrap them in cotton wool and protect them yeah. um and 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 almost you you know you you think well, they've got cancer, they need to rest. But actually, the evidence is so different. And, and one of the few things that people with cancer can do to, to make themselves feel better, but probably improve how improve their outcomes is, is be active. So I think the the bigger we get, the more we we challenge, you know, there every every week, every every month, there are thousands of people with cancer getting out doing 5k their way or actually not doing 5k doing 1k their way mm. but but the more we we get out there the more we're, we're, we're challenging that perception and showing I, I like to think we're showing what people can do with cancer yeah um, and you know the stereotype of someone who's lost hair who's being sick because that's what you see on the telly yeah it's very very different even for people who've got cancer that's not curable there are so many people who are living really mm. long lives and good quality lives so, so ha- on, oh, sorry, on. Esther, we're both overexcited to ask questions. <laughs> I just thought of, that got me thinking. I think that the the kind of mental health um, elements of, of why it would be so important to move through a cancer diagnosis and through cancer treatment and living with cancer is, is very clear. Um, but I was interested as to whether there's any kind of physical things as well, like physical benefits as to, as, as to kind of keeping that movement going. So, so loads. So in terms of kind of, uh, you know, mental health benefits, we know that it reduces depression, anxiety, improves mm-hmm. mood. One of the mm-hmm. things that people say actually is it, it gives them a back a sense of control because it's so many people with cancer and when they're diagnosed, they want to take back some control. They want to know what they can do. And there isn't much that they can do. They can have the drugs, they can turn up hospital appointments, but actually exercise is one of the things that that they can do Mm. in terms of of physical benefits so um cancer fatigue is 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 massive for people with cancer and it's not normal tiredness it's overwhelming unpredictable fatigue that i think is very hard for someone who's not had it to to even get their head around um counterintuitively exercise is the best treatment for that so it's better than any drugs it's better than anything else that's been evaluated um, but there's also accumulating evidence that actually it reduces the risk of several cancers coming back. Um, it might improve how well people tolerate treatments, and that that makes sense actually. The fitter you are, the the more likely you are you you are to to tolerate your cancer treatments. Um, but there is also some early evidence that actually improves how well cancer treatments work, which sounds crazy. Um, but the the science is a little bit around you kind of increase your blood flow to the tumor, get more drugs. This is very basic. It get more drugs into the tumor. It works better. So there's there's evidence that not only does it make you feel better, but actually it may also improve how well your cancer treatments work. Um, and certainly for you know the, the 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 millions of people that are living with incurable cancer that are going to be on various treatments for life. 
mitigating those side effects, particularly, you know, damage to the heart muscle, etc. Mm. Um, and, and I guess as cure rates are increasing, um, we're using increasing drugs, like more and more drugs, all of which have long-term potential side effects. Um, exercise, it's, it's a no-brainer at mitigating some of the, the long-term consequences of those side effects. Um, and what about when you're actually on, say, chemo, for instance? Is, is it something that would help? Because the side effects of chemo can be devastating, can't they? So is it something that you recommend while you're actually undergoing treatment as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, moving uh, and being active is a really good thing to do whilst you're on treatment. But um, treatments are very, very different. So chemotherapy that you receive for one cancer is is very different from chemotherapy that you receive for another treatment or immunotherapy or targeted treatment. So there's, there's no one size fit at all. But for nearly everybody, and I'd say very, very nearly everybody, it's better to be active than it is to be inactive. Um, I think with chemotherapy particularly, people often, you might get your drugs once every three weeks, for example. So you might have a, a, a week where you really don't feel great. And, and those days you'll be able to do a lot less. Um, a week where you might feel okay and a week where you might feel, you know, almost normal. Mm. So you you have to vary your activity levels. And I, and I think for people like me, who are normally kind of doing crazy stuff, that's that's a real challenge actually, because you're probably not going to be able to do what you would what would normally mm-hmm. do and have to adjust your goals. For people that don't normally do anything, the very best thing they can do is is make sure that they move. And I mean, are there any kind of it, is it completely sort of holistic, or are there any cancers that you would suggest shouldn't you know people that had certain cancers would you suggest that they shouldn't do it or is it just anyone no pretty much anybody so I think um even with cancer in the bones so that spread to the bones there Mm. are certain certain precautions and and you need to get advice from from your healthcare professional if you if you had cancer in the bones but Oh, but there are some precautions depending on where the cancer were, a cancer is. So I'm, I'm not just, you know, you, you do have to be a little bit careful. But actually, overall, for, for, for pretty much everybody, um, moving is better than not moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will, sorry, Holly, you were just about to say something. Can well, I, I was on? just going to say for anybody <laughs> listening, I was just, I was just wondering if, because I guess obviously speaking to a GP or an oncologist or who whoever's helping you through your treatment is the best idea if you if you are living with cancer and you want to start running or you want to take running back up again but is there any sort of general advice that you would give for somebody who might be listening who is undergoing cancer treatment or has been living with cancer for quite a while and would love to start running for the maybe the first time or pick it back up the first time since since diagnosis or since treatment started that you would sort of suggest uh, some some tips so I yeah I think it's really tricky. So if I go and talk to healthcare professionals in the hospital and I you know I have a group of 20 and I say how many exercise three times a week for 30 minutes probably two will put their hands up. So actually as a population healthcare yeah. professionals aren't active. So we're we're probably as a population not the best people to give that advice and mm-hmm. and if exercise isn't part of your life it's quite hard to imagine why anyone with cancer would want to do it. Mm. Um, the other thing I would say is that we tend to be very conservative. And if we don't know the answer, we tend to say, oh, maybe not. So it's amazing the number of people that come down to 5K UA groups who say, oh, my oncologist told me I, I couldn't do that. Um, mm. So I, I guess just just be 
be mindful that 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 a, a negative or conservative answer to the NHS may just be that the person you're talking to doesn't doesn't know or running isn't part of their life. Um, at five k away groups, we always say you can come and do as much of as little as you want and start by walking. I think if if you're planning on starting running, whether you've had cancer or not had cancer, couch to five k is a really good place to start because mm-hmm, yeah. actually it's not really any different if you've had cancer or you're starting from a base, you know, a baseline of just being unfit. You're starting from square one. You need to build up gradually. The principles are exactly the same. Um, We've got, we're we're trying to grow our resources at at Move Charity. So we've done some workshops, online workshops that are available, um, kind of how you exercise on chemotherapy, strength training, et cetera. Um, But I would, I would say if you're not, if you get a no from your healthcare professional, then I would actually seek someone who's got, expertise in in being active with cancer because because there aren't many people at all for whom the answer is no Um, I always remember sorry sorry. I was just about to say how would you find someone like that well in the NHS there's 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 not that much um there are a lot of private people so um Mm. can rehab's got a list of um so that's uh, um, an organization they've got a list of kind of rehab uh instructors um who who are trained in kind of cancer rehabilitation um move charity we're probably quite a good place to go just to to find resources and we've got mm. a community sometimes actually just finding through through the facebook groups probably like you guys mm. finding people who've been through similar is um is is really helpful oh definitely um, i mean i can imagine that that is one of the most important things that you guys are doing um as well I suppose specifically as well with with move that you're providing a space that people can can share their experiences and can feel not quite so alone maybe because first of all you're dealing with living with cancer but then also as you're saying like if if being active is something that maybe quite a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of being a positive thing that being somebody who wants to get active and who enjoys running but who's dealing with living with cancer that it must feel quite isolating and I imagine that that there are a lot of people who find huge comfort in 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 what you guys are doing yeah and I think something I see is that actually for family members uh, we got this lovely lady called Debs in our in our Lottie group and she had breast cancer and she said when she was diagnosed her family wanted to help but they didn't know what they could do and and coming together at 5k your way was a way that they could all get involved and she describes this like blanket of love um, so it's a yeah it's a really a That's really awesome. nice positive thing that that people can do together um and I think you know one of the things I I wasn't sporty as a kid actually, but when I joined the triathlon club, I realised how sport was this unifier, and it didn't matter how old you were, what your background was, how educated you were, like you were just out there doing something you love. And I think five k your way does that, but mm. it adds on that element that people get what it's like to live with cancer. And actually, most of the time they don't talk about it, but being around people who get that roller coaster of uncertainty is I think it's really powerful um and some of the friendships that you know well Roger who's this amazing guy died last week and he was part of the Notting group he's 79 Mm -hmm. he'd been coming with his wife Doreen for years but and we've become such good friends with him but you know (laughs) they joke like we've got the grannies (laughs) and then Lizzie who's kind of one of our ambassadors she's like the they call her call her the carer <laughs> but it's just completely different ages completely different backgrounds all all friends through mm-hmm. through through being active I guess and so can you talk me through the practicalities because this is the bit that I I don't really for for people that are listening how do you 
join a group? How do you find a group? Is it at Park Run? Yeah, so sorry, I probably didn't explain that very well. No, yeah, so okay. we are, we're very, we basically, we just join in with Park Run. In very ah. simple terms, we're a walking and running club with a difference. Um, so I think we've got about 85 groups around the country. Um, 5K Your Way is the website. We've got a new website that's coming soon, which is a bit easier to search. So each group's led by volunteer ambassadors, um, all of whom have been impacted by. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cancer in some way. Um, there's usually a healthcare professional kind of linked to the group to, to kind of promote it. So mm. you turn up at Park Run, you look for the big blue flag, big blue group of t-shirts and blue people in blue t-shirts um and then everyone does it as much as as they want their way so some people go around and run it some people go around and walk it some people just volunteer you know volunteer some people go and have a coffee just come for coffee and then then we'll 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 sit and have a coffee afterwards so it's really really simple oh Mm. that's absolutely lovely so so 85 Park oh, yeah, maybe ninety or something. Yeah. I mean, we see. <laughs> That's honestly incredible. I think we've got incredible. about ninety, 90 groups, isn't it? But it is. Yeah, um, considering yeah, just... you started as a as you know just wanting it to be a local venture, that really, really speaks volumes for how incredible of an initiative it is. That that many people thought, I want a bit of that. Yeah, I think it. Sh- I think it. I think it shows that there's there's a need, um, and we do still. You know, there are lots of barriers because. People think we're just a running club and that can be a barrier. Actually, my background is a big barrier. People assume, you know, I just love running because I used to do it or I mm. still do it. Um, so, so there are lots of lots of barriers to coming down. But I think the longer we go on and the bigger we get and the, the kind of more aware people are of us, the, the easier those barriers are to break down. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've, you know, we've got a lady in Nottingham who's, who normally runs, <laughs> she turned up and, and I said, oh, hello, I'm Lucy, you know, you look like you do a bit of running. She's like, yeah, I don't normally run 5K. Um, and I said, oh, what do you do, like 2K, 3K? She's like, no, 100 miles. Oh, <laughs> so wow. like that <laughs> yeah. to, you know, this amazing lady called Sue who, She's died now, but she turned up. She was 70. She was diagnosed with incurable bowel cancer. She saw a fly in the hospital. She'd never run in her life. And she decided, you know, when she was in the hospital, she couldn't get out of bed. She joked to her family. She said, I'm going to do that when I get out of here. They kind of were like, really? You're 70? You've never run in your life? You've just been diagnosed with cancer? But she did. And she came and she built up and she ran the 5K eventually. And then, and to her, she said, um, I've got this amazing video. And she said, when people ask me how I am, I don't talk about the bad stuff. I tell them I've started running. Um, and I Aww. always, when I question what we do, I always come back to Sue because 
she showed yeah she showed what you can do when you're even if you've never run your 70 so yeah so, so you can then um yeah oh, that's honestly God, gonna make people. me go I feel like okay. yeah I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's just it's really relatable for a lot of people who are going through a difficult time whatever it might yeah. be like I feel like that that feels quite similar to um yeah times where I've been really struggling with mental health that like running is like a really great place to focus that that attention sometimes and that it's something that you can again like you said sort of take a bit of control back over and when Mm. you're feeling quite out of control about other things that might be going on in your life and your health that it feels like a positive thing that you can control and can that you can tell people about and yeah it feels like it's a really nice sort of it's a nice update to give people when they ask isn't it (laughs) and sometimes that (laughs) sense of a like Roger the the guy I mentioned he's um yeah he he used to walk it with his family and and when I the first time he walked it when he'd stopped his chemo he'd been told it stopped working when he finished with all his family and he was jogged the last little bit that sense of kind of he had the set I think he had the same feeling that I used to get when I won an Ironman and it, it it was that like wow I've I've done something and it was amazing he walked it one time with his family and then Jackie who's this lady in her 70s who's been coming down she had cancer several years ago but a struggle she walks on crutches she saw Roger she said if Roger can I can and the next time she did it with her crutches oh my god um, so it's you know we get uh, it's amazing when people run it but it's also equally amazing when people walk it um and that's yeah that, that that sense of achievement whether you know I guess what is an achievement for for all of us, it's completely unique, isn't it? But it's yeah. having that goal and 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 that's the same whether you've got cancer or not got cancer. Oh definitely. So so where so where next with it? What what do you want to do with it? Where do you want to go with it? Um so I, I guess so so 5K you're always part of Move Charity or Move Against Cancer, we're just we're just renaming it. And and I, I think our, our number one goal is to to inspire and empower. Well, I guess first of all First of all, I think I would love every single person who's diagnosed with cancer to know that exercise and movement is something that they can do to to improve how they're feeling and probably how they manage with their treatment. So I think that's the first thing, mm-hmm. like make that make that knowledge uniform so that everyone gets that. Um, and secondly, give everyone like it's okay giving them, them that knowledge, but but find offer ways, signpost avenues support networks for everyone to be active because 5k always not for everybody but actually by existing it it kind of shows that the power of what you can do with cancer so so then there were lots of you know there's a great charity that I heard about um recently called I think it's dance feel move but that's dancing for people with cancer and again it's it's just moving in different ways so 5k your way running probably isn't for everybody um but but it is for some people yeah and then the other the other thing is I still get emails I think that so that's kind of one end of the spectrum people you know movement is good but actually for the sporty people people like us um who've been diagnosed with cancer I still get an email or a message every single week from them saying you know I'm a runner I'm a triathlete I just can't find anything about how I can continue being active during my treatment um and that is a massive missing gap because we all know that for people like us um exercise is is fundamental to to mental health but having kind of how you deal with that amongst the roller coaster of treatments and side effects there's just nothing out there so yeah. i think that's our our next goal in terms of kind of 
answering some of those questions because at the moment there is nowhere for to, for me to signpost them to. Mm-hmm. I just think that's amazing because I do I do um, I mean I've never had cancer, um, so I, I can't comment from any position of experience. But I can only empathise with the the concept that once you've had a diagnosis that feels as big as cancer, that you it would polax you. That I can understand that you would be kind of literally flawed, and mm. and to to have contact with an organisation that can help you move is um, that sounds like a bit of a lifeline, really. Um, Definitely, uh, yeah. And it's really powerful as an oncologist, actually, because so much of so when I talk to healthcare professionals and and kind of you know explain the the evidence behind exercise. I know full well that they they probably won't feel able to bring that up with someone with who's who's being diagnosed because it's mm. not part of their life. But actually, as a healthcare professional, you know, if I meet a patient in clinic, I'll go through their their diagnosis. I'll talk to them about the treatments they that we're that we're offering them. I'll probably go through lots of side effects. Then I'll ask them to sign a consent form where you go through everything and you really drum in everything mm. that can go wrong, every side effect that can happen. Um, and that's such a such a negative thing to do. But to then follow them up with follow that up with actually, you know, probably the best thing you can do is is keep being active. It's going out, getting fresh air, seeing friends, all of that. You know, it, that, and then kind of giving them the evidence that that it probably is going to help them. It's quite a positive thing, and they leave on a a note that they can do something. Yes, they might have to have these treatments, but there's something in their armory that they can do to to improve things. And I find that a really positive thing. Yeah, I imagine yeah. that that would feel really, because I, I imagine, what, again, I've, I've never been diagnosed with, with cancer either, but um, for sort of family members that have and things, I think that one of the most crushing things can can maybe be that you're, it feels as though your life has been has been ripped away from you and that this is now going to take over your entire life and that your life is going to be treatment and living with cancer and that's what every waking moment is going to be and yeah. that's a terrifying feeling you know for your for your mental health as well in terms of kind of anxiety or um and actually being able to keep a bit of routine and normality that if exercise is something that you're used to doing and if being active and going out and doing things is something that you're used to doing, just having that reassurance that like actually you can totally carry on with those things to, as much as as you feel capable of um, and that that's not going to be damaging in any way would really, really help me to feel as though I could carry on with some of the things that made my life feel like my life. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess there's two avenues. There's kind of for the people that don't exercise, it's giving them uh, something they can use that 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 is going to give them, you know, that sense, I guess, of taking back some control. Mm. And for the people that do normally exercise, I think it's really important that we provide guidance as to how they can keep doing what they love, because it, it is really tough to suddenly deal with. It's, it's not like dealing with an injury. It's, it, you know, your whole body's been turned upside down. Your brain's still saying, I want to go running, but your body's saying no. So, mm-hmm. so support, uh, and that that is not there at the moment. So that's something that I would love yeah. to, to yeah. create. Mm-hmm. Did you did you find that you, did you get much, um, I don't know, like uptake, I guess is the only word I can think of, um, as a result of Deb James, because she was always very much um, passionately pro-movement in in one or mm. other kind of shape or form. And I wondered if um, one of her legacies was 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 that she maybe inspired people to do a bit more movement 
while they were having treatment? Yeah, I think she um, she really changed the perception of what it is like to live with cancer, and she she broke down so many barriers in in so many ways. Mm. We uh, we had a couple of chats actually, um, um, and something that she really wanted to do, and and I think it's really really important. I can't remember what we called it, but something like Project Rebuild. Is, is she? You know, she said every time I kind of build back up, and then I get a setback, and I have to have another lung surgery or another whatever. And and how the hell do you do you go back from you know being good and then going back to square one again and building back you know and and mm. she really struggled with that, um, but yeah I think she she broke down so many barriers in so many ways um, mm. partly about exercise but about about everything didn't she yeah mm. yeah Amazing there was there person. was a lot going on there so look yeah. so how can how what can we do the rest of us the onlookers the people that don't mm-hmm. say the people that don't actually have cancer at this moment and p- maybe don't have an immediate family member who has cancer at the moment what can we do because this this is great what can we do to to i don't know spread the word i mean yeah what can we do well i guess number 1 like one in two of us will get cancer at some point so we all know someone who's got cancer um or has had cancer and I, I guess number one is is just tell them that, you know, exercise is something positive that they can do. And maybe I guess you tailor that depending on what their normal movement levels are, like movement, you know, exercise for some people is walking 100 metres to Tesco. Exercise for some people is running 100 miles. Um, so so I, I guess you want you want to uh, just just not wrapping them in cotton wool too much. Um mm-hmm. And, and yes, yeah, signpost to move charity, 5kua.org. Um, yeah, I don't know, really. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but that no, sounds that good. Rest good is for... not best. Rest I is think not the take best. home, rest is not mm-hmm. best. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that that's, my mind. An, <laughs> yeah, that's an amazing take home in itself. And the yeah. more people who are aware of that and who know that and who shout about that, the better. I, yeah. I feel like I should caveat at some times rest rest is always really important but mm. total rest is not best I probably yeah. need to caveat that out, otherwise yeah. I'll get some messages saying oh you don't understand that <laughs> yeah, yeah no. oh definitely all... like with running anywhere you know recovery yes. is always important um but just knowing that 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 doesn't mean sitting still and not being able to do anything active the whole time I think is really important for you all to know yeah. yeah. Yeah, and lots of oncologists will will have that conversation. Um some won't. Um and I think that's just being being aware of that. And I and I was thinking as a as a healthcare professional at the very least we just need to give people permission and say do you know what? It's okay to be active. It's okay to keep doing what what you mm. do normally. Um and yeah, you might need to modify it, but um keep living because otherwise what's you know, what's the point? Yeah. God. It's true though, isn't it? I just, but I've heard that so many times. I've heard that from, you know, family members that have been diagnosed and it's just, it's, yeah, tuck yourself up in bed, don't walk. And and I think because the NHS is so stretched and, mm. it, you know, and not enough budget and resource and nothing. And it's just, everyone is kind of working, you know, to their nth degree. And it just means that kind of, it feels to me as if like, you know people will go under NHS care for an allotted space of time and after that space of time they're sort of set free in the world with kind of the minimum of of advice which is nothing Mm -hmm. no no issue with the NHS whatsoever because lord love it it's just to do with resource and kind of aftercare and stuff and I just feel like 
having things like this enables people to kind of grasp at something that will benefit their entire lives and you know after after they're kind of out of the umbrella of NHS care sort of thing i mean i mean obviously a lot of this is kind of within the umbrella of NHS care but it's just it's having something that can support you and the, to enable you to support yourself i guess um rather than kind of feeling as though you're you're what's the word you know you don't have a life raft kind of thing and you know i um i often say this actually to some of my patients the the hardest time for a lot of people is actually when they finish their treatment because when when you're on on treatment you kind of feel like you're doing something and and it's you know you're turning up to the hospital you're getting on with it you're having your treatment and then you finish and everyone around you's like whoa you finished your treatments but and you have and superficially you start to look normal inverted commas again mm. um and people around you forget what you've been through but but you don't forget and that reality it often hits people when they finish their treatment and I think that's when being around people who who get it is can be really really helpful mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah and there are challenges to being you know when we when we started 5k your way I never I never thought about the fact that people in the group would become friends. Just, you know, I, I was just like, we'll do it as a support group. But actually, they do become friends. And that that's really hard, can be really hard when yeah. friends die. And and as a doctor, you, I wrote a blog about it, actually. You do, you know, you face, I face, you face death. and But it's different when it's at work. And it you could, it's easier to compartmentalize it. So I think there are challenges being part of a, a cancer support group. Um, but there's also so many, so many positives that come from it. And I, as a doctor, I've learned so much from being being part of that group that I would never have learned had I, you know, just by being a doctor. Because people tell you, you get, you really, I hear about what really matters. And it's mm-hmm. not the things that we think, actually. Um, yeah. So it's been a, I, I mean, I just love it. It's, it's such a positive antidote to, to what we do in the hospital. That's lovely to hear. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just overwhelmed about its existence, essentially. I just think it's so, so, so good. Um, but yeah, let's, let's oh, do well. our bit, Hull, and, <laughs> and spread the word to our lot, shall we? Definitely. Yeah. Thank you very much. I mean, it, yeah, it's always nice to get, um, yeah, to get kind of a vote of support. And yeah, just if, if you're, if you're interested in joining, um, just check out 5kua.org. And um, yeah, don't be scared. Uh, they're not a bunch of, that. yeah, they're just, just. <laughs> Yeah, just nice. <laughs> Lovely. Back in the room? Back in the room. Back um, in the room. You're checking something. What are you checking? All I'm checking che- was um <laughs> I knew that we were like we were like, oh, we're trying to do some letters or something in the second half of this. And I was like, fuck, what did we actually what did we ah, actually say we say would that. do? Hall, I'm gonna bring us in because I have um just the best thing from Instagram and it's for you and you will love this right oh what a treat so I know I had a little message on Instagram and it was from someone who I think I think her name might be Stacey I couldn't really tell because of the of the handle I'm going to suggest she's called Stacey okay we'll call her Stacey Mm -hmm. she says hello she says listener of the podcast from Australia here do you know what we're going to talk about, Hull? Do you know what we're going to talk about? She says, can confirm that school uniforms have embroidered on them local native animals, not always kangaroos, but often oh. birds and also flora. Also, 
can confirm that the kids all wear wide-brim sun hats with the tie under the chin from September till April, our hottest months. So <laughs> it's funny that you should mention this, actually, because I have an email from someone called Sarah. And she said, I've just been listening to your Bake Off specials and loving them. We can't watch the latest season here in Australia. But to be honest, I think your banter is probably better than the actual programme. We'll take it, Sarah. We'll take it. (laughs) I just wanted to chime in on your discussion. Are Aussie primary school kids wearing daggy broad rim hats? Daggy broad rim hats. (laughs) Yes, this is a thing. Sometime in the 90s, most primary schools brought in a no hat, no play rule. As part of a wider Ooh. public health initiative to reduce UV exposure and lower the risk of skin cancer in Australia. So if you didn't have your hat, you had to spend recess in the shade. Primary school kids don't think twice about wearing a hat to go outside now. In fact, the daggy broad rim hat has branched <laughs> into wider areas of the Australian public. Bunnings, our major hardware chain, have a branded wide brim hat, straw hat that people mm. began to wear ironically that as it turned out was incredibly effective sun protection. So much so that certain brands jumped on board with their own copies of this popular style. The Bunnings hat, as it is so lovingly referred to, has now ascended into iconic territory with your very own, our very own, Harry Styles yeah. sporting one during his Australian tour earlier this year. And she's actually attached no. to the And it's a picture of Harry wearing said hat. And the caption is, only Aussies will understand the cultural significance of Harry wearing a Bunnings hat. Um, I'm looking it up. So yes, Ooh, the hats nice. are a thing. Yeah. <laughs> she said, yes, the hats are a thing. Anywho, I'm off to go and throw another shrimp on the Barbie now. <laughs> so there we are, confirmed by two <gasps> Australian confirmed listeners. By two. And it was only when you said that that I suddenly realised that what I've done is I've stupidly straddled two podcast strands, haven't I? I'm talking I about something that we were talking about on our Bake Off, but isn't that brilliant? We can actually Well, ever professional, I rolled with it with you because <laughs> you <did. laughs> I thought, what an excellent cross-marketing opportunity. <laughs> you can join us on Saturdays, we think. You can, we think. Is it safe we to hope. say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can join us on Saturdays uh, for our very special Bake Off episodes. You don't have, they're not called a different thing. It's just Women's Running Podcast Bake Off special. Um, mm-hmm. So if you already na- get notifications about our pods, then uh, you should receive them for this. I was quite pleased on a very boring uh, analytics perspective to see our, our downloads looking quite healthy, actually, Esther. I think people are quite liking the Bake Off episodes. I think they're enjoying the, the, the Bake Off episodes. And and obviously, we're not just talking about Bake Off. We're also talking about primary school kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we are having a hilarious old time. We're having a hoot uh, doing <laughs> that. Are. Though, oh my God, I was actually going to say to you, and maybe I should save this for the Bake Off content, but I'm sure we'll have plenty of time because we've gone over what we promised mm-hmm. our our um publisher we would do for the length of the bacon <laughs> episodes already both times that we've already, recorded already failed so um failed, failed. yeah failed failed <laughs> failed so um i maybe i will say it here last night i nearly mm-hmm. was in tears about having to watch bake off <laughs> I was, it was so another, tired. It was, it was, was the like, straw, was it? <laughs> it was nearly the straw. It was nearly the final straw. Um, 
so I actually have in the end I was like rather than watch it in a stress I'm gonna watch it today Mm. so I'm gonna watch it after work today before I go and see Cheddar Gorgeous a double bill of joys for me this evening um because we're recording our bake-off episode tomorrow and I'm very excited to see what bread week has in store so tune in on Saturdays extra run fodder basically yeah and I'm just thinking about it and you know how like we talk about how when we go running it should be like that deductible because obviously you know it's it's work it's life it's It's you know we should Uh, Doug literally said this to me Esther you know he did Doug and Dave are gonna be all over this (laughs) yeah he was like well I think you should watch Bake Off in in your work hours because it's work I was gonna say that Oh, oh, but then it's going to be like, it's going to be like doing an, my English literature degree where you just go off reading because you have to do it for like Well, that's the what job I thought. So I was thing. like, no, I'm not going to watch mm. Bake Off as a thing that's like another thing on my list that I need to worry about today. I'm going to, in the end, we watched a little bit of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and then nice. we went to sleep. We only got halfway yeah. through. Oh my God, we're so... We're we're just so tired at night, but um, uh, instead, yeah, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. I it watched today. I watched mm-hmm. half an episode of Modern Family, so I watched 14 minutes of TV oh, wow, last night. Yeah, so that... I was like, I'm beat. <laughs> I'm completely beat. I'm gonna bed. <laughs> yeah, see, the Order of the Phoenix is actually it's quite long. It's quite a long. Oh, is it? It was like not two seen that hours one. and two and a half hours or something, and we were like, absolutely not oh, to this. We need to. Yeah. Have a peppermint tea and go and tuck ourselves in. <laughs> Spoken like a true 49-year-old. I love it. <laughs> I really am coming into a new era at the moment, which is um a cozy, cozy granny era, and I'm loving it. Middle age. Yeah. It's lush. Yeah, middle age. It's really oh, nice. Well, um, it was Doug's birthday I, I, on Monday, and he he was, was it? Um, well, yeah, he was shocked to find out that he was actually 28. He thought he was 29, so he was really pleased about oh. that. Um, yeah, nice. So he's got another couple of years, um, but it did mm. actually give me a bit of an existential crisis, and I'm so so sorry because I fully appreciate that there are bigger things on the horizon for you and for probably many of our of our listeners. More important milestones that are more <laughs> worth celebrating because you've put the hours in. But um, I, it did give me my first sort of uh, approaching thirty panic, where I was like, oh, "What the yeah, fuck that, have I done with my life?" Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially because the last few years, it's just been sort of sitting in a dark room waiting for the end times to come. Yeah. And 30 is a very, very different zero. It's quite, it's quite nice in that you don't feel, uh, well, I, I didn't feel old when I tipped over into it, but yeah, that all the existential, all my friends are doing this or doing that and earning this or yeah. achieving that or yeah all of that is the peer pressure decade you get to it really look forward, feels like it look forward to 40 when you you literally don't give a shit what anyone else is doing 40 yeah, was great I kind of can't wait for that I kind of feel like I would mm. prefer to turn 40 because it's like I've still got bags of time left or fingers crossed and mm. there's like I, I don't care anymore whereas 30 I do feel like I, I feel like I'm approaching a quarter life crisis in that Mm. I well actually a quarter life that's probably being a little bit a bit generous isn't it a third life crisis mm. third oh. life what the mm. hell how have I done third ah! life? <laughs> anyway um <laughs> last night I was literally researching me and Doug were researching whether how much it would be to get runner ducks because we What's were like that? they're ducks What's with long ducks? necks 
Oh. Let me show you what, what? they look like. In fact, it's literally proof. That's what my phone is still on. Runner duck chicks for sale. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, when we move house and get a garden, maybe we oh, have to say, yeah. In, in, we were like, maybe we should have some ducks in, in, in running around. Floor flat. That's, feel. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> no, this is for future. We were like, should we have some ducks running around so that we feel a bit more like we've got our lives together? I don't know what the fuck we were on about, but this is what they look like. Sorry for the listener. That's not helpful. Aren't they sweet? They're very lovely. They're, they are very, they're somewhere very between sweet. a duck and yeah. a goose. Yeah, they're really, they are really lovely. Between that, they look like they look like what Felix would draw if she was drawing a duck. Yes, that's, that's a, those are good, the babies. A good they're like they're like baby oh, they're nice. ducks, but long. <laughs> but long, yeah. They do look as though they've been digitally altered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. They're just so sweet. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what's been going on with me. <laughs> How oh, are, you, I, are you? Are you feeling in, uh, on the on the penultimate? No, the ultimate episode before your birthday episode. Birthday mm-hmm. special next week. Should we do birthday special? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, I'll have a balloon. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll do a birthday um, special. How how are you feeling? How does t- turning um, fifty feel? It feels it feels okay. Actually, I have to admit, um, and mostly because. I'm not the first to do it. It always, mm-hmm. I, I, I recommend this and you're already doing it, but I recommend you have friends that are a wide variety of ages because it does, yeah. when you turn 50, it does mean you get a lot of people going, oh God, you're really young. And it's like, great. Okay. So you don't feel like you're the Love to hear first it. man on the moon. Yeah. It's lush. So in age wise, I don't feel so bad. Um, there are, uh, yeah, it does. It feels a bit weird. It does feel a bit weird because um, it does feel quite significant but I tell you there's one thing that I've done which is kind of running related um vaguely uh so the weekend before my birthday I am down to run the bath half on the Sunday yes and that was going to be my my little running thing um I'm not gonna do it I've made the decision not not so you know I was I was flipping I was getting really really worried about the fact that I've got a 20 mile run on my thing um, and I was like, I'm going to have to do a Great North Run thing again. I'm going to have to run round. Do yeah, I mean, at least nightmare. at least I'm in a familiar environment, so I know where to go in order to get that seven miles in. Whereas Great North Run, I was literally running in circles. Um, mm-hmm. So this one, I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, uh, you know, I I could do that, but then you get the half hour gap in between. Anyway, I was overthinking and over worrying about it, um, and then in the end, I just thought, fuck it, I've run the bath half now i think f- further five times five times um and mm-hmm. this time again the route has changed it's it, it, there are some unknowables i'd like it because it's quite kind of close to where i am and it's stuff. lovely it feels like a lovely home it's it's our home race mm. but, yes um i think you're making the right decision because it everything is so bonkers at the moment um yeah it's not like you need the notch on your bed post. I, do, I don't. No, I don't. And I don't need the medal. Um, and I just sort of think um, what I need to do is to tick off that final run, the final long run in my plan in order to feel confident for New York. So if I keep New yeah. York as my A goal in my head, in order to do that and get there and feel, okay, I need to do this run and and I need to do it uninterrupted um because it's not just a basic yeah it's not it's not just a basic 
So my my longest run was actually last weekend, and that was twenty one miles. This run is a twenty miler, so it's not as long, but it's asking you to do it in a slightly different way. It's asking you to do a kind of um, a sort of negative split with it. Um, yeah, so we I discussed really this need last to... week, didn't we? That this is basically yeah. this is the toughest r- long run. It's the this hardest is your last run. Very difficult training run. Which oh my god, For you're sure. going to feel so amazing when it's finished. This time next week, when we're <sighs> recording your birthday special. Oh, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be in a cake. You know, like those, the dancing ladies that emerge out of cake? That's me. Yeah. I'm going to be that. For some reason, I was about in a to be like, like Paul McCartney. Is there a thing where Paul <laughs> McCartney jumps out of one of those? No that idea. Sounds like one of my sex dreams. <laughs> I don't know. Paul McCartney jumping out of a huge cake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone, careful. <laughs> some, some real saucy stuff coming out on the pod today. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you're going to be, you know what you're also going to be doing? You're going to be about to go for dinner at the Beckford Canteen, which shout Ooh, out if they would like to sponsor us. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have been, I stalk them on Instagram so often because of the potatoes that they do. <laughs> what potatoes you can, do they like, do? They do these potatoes that are like, I feel like I might have even talked about them on the podcast before. So I'm so sorry <laughs> if it's boring for everyone, this random place in Bath. Um, but they do these potatoes and unfortunately I think I looked at this for you and you're not going on a Sunday. These are their roasties. Oh, you might be able to just like order them for a laugh. Look at these (laughs) potatoes. Uh, okay. They are like, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So so cubes of, yeah, yeah. Do it, do it, you do it. They're cute. They're like, um, I don't know what's been done to them. They might be those kind of pativiers or whatever they're called, where where you um, layer them up. Is that what that is? Maybe yeah. that's a kind of pie. I'm not sure. I might have got the word wrong there. But where you layer up lots and lots of thin types of potato and then you sort of crush them down and then you fry them. Maybe it's that. There's something in the they, texture they of look, them. There's something about them that instead of looking triple cooked, they look sort of quadruple, don't they? Yeah. They're, they're very, they're very, very brown. They look amazing. They look like so, they would um, make a sort of pork crackling type sound when you bit into them. But then, yeah. then when you, when, <laughs> then when you, <laughs> she's having a moment about them. <laughs> when, when you bite through, it's just like proper fluff inside and yeah. it's like steam comes out. Okay, well, look, I'll do, I will be, I will be the annoying person that takes photograph of all the food and I oh, will Oh, please, you know. I'm so excited about it. I don't know why I haven't <laughs> just been. It's quite expensive. It's, it's, it's bougie, isn't it? You know, like it's a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not over, over, over. I mean, like 18 months ago, Dave and I went to uh, the Olive Tree, which is Michelin starred, and we ended up spending hundreds of pounds. We'd been given a voucher. So we were we were fortunate to sort of go there and have like quite a big chunk of money off. But mm. we didn't. I thought we had a voucher that was going to cover the cost of the thing, and it was just like oh, it's hundreds pricey and hundreds as hell of pounds in there. Yeah, I would like to go, uh, yeah. but it's it's yeah, and it's, it's not that. It's, it's far that. out is, of my price is, range. This is much more kind of normal normal prices. Yes, I don't you're think also this is... not going to get a meal that's a dish that's just called like uh, fennel. Uh, oh god yeah spirit of fennel or something yeah. and then it's like fennel yeah. jelly with something else as well I don't like, like this that is like, this is normal nice food um, yeah you don't want I it tell to you just say I'd... eel or something and be like no yeah, oh my god eel, no. eel doing eel doing what 
Anywhere where they're going to give you a tour of the, where they go, and would you like a tour of the kitchen afterwards? I feel like that's where I'm a bit like, "Mm, I'd quite like to go home and like have a lie down because I'm probably four glasses of wine deep and like 18 roast potatoes or, well, probably not roast potatoes. I want somewhere that's where it's not going to be. Spirit of fennel. Spirit of fennel. Yeah. Eels. Mm. I don't want someone to come up and just suddenly kind of, Dave always gets overdrunk at these things as well. So he then starts sort of trying to kind of claim, I don't know, amazing knowledge of, of a great variety. And it's like, oh, stop. Don't do that. Please don't do that. And then he sort of tries to engage waiters in conversation about, you know, orange wine or something. It's like, oh, don't. Stop. Stop. Just let me just let yeah. me and eat chocolate and peace. Me. So me. Maybe me and Dave should go go out for dinner and you and Doug can go out for dinner and we'll all be a lot happier <laughs> I do that as well and I think Doug gets absolutely mortified <laughs> yeah I, I really do but the canteen is so oversubscribed that we actually only have a small slot so we're going to be there for like an hour and a half or something and then we have to move on somewhere cheaper to go and get absolutely hammered afterwards so i'm so excited it's to you it's very close to Dedos where you can get epic um margaritas oh seriously i'm gonna have to yeah. google that oh i don't even know God. where that is yeah, this is just like this is like our guide to bath if anyone wants to come to bath and go for, go for drinks with us i would <laughs> after beckford yeah you're super close to dos dedos which is a small mexican restaurant that um yeah. it also does really nice food but it's like it's kind of bits food, like you'd order like tacos or uh, mm. nachos sort of thing. But it's really, really nice. Oh, in fact, well, Dave had food from them when we went to the Bulls. They had a a van and he had oh. the bacon jam from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bacon jam. Yes, I Bacon jam. The... They do oh, yeah. incredible um, cocktails and they <gasps> obviously specialize in like your tequila. They do a tequila old fashioned. Oh, my God. So where are they? Yeah. They're, um, oh God, uh, Bartlett Street or something like that. <laughs> I'm oh. so bad at knowing oh, where things God, are in Bartlett. I don't know. Next I, to, I will you know that big thing called the loft and you can buy like yes. paintings and stuff there. It's, it's, yes. it's next to that. The bit down the hill for that. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. so it is really, really close then. Oh, I'll have a look. Oh, it's really close. Well, I really hope that everyone enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> It felt a bit self-indulgent this episode. It did, but I love this. Maybe we should do a, a food special. When when <gasps> when we've both back from food the off-menu. Food special. Yeah. yeah. When we're back from oh, off-menu and Esther's had the absolute time of her life listening to James Acaster talk for James two hours. Yeah. Ooh, Maybe you'll yeah. come round to him. Not, I don't get it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I don't know what it is. Mind you, I did, I did, I, I just to very, very quickly put in here, I did listen to it this morning. I listened to the Adam Buxton one from like a couple of years back mm-hmm. and it was, it was a joy. It was a joy, but that was because it was 80% buckles, right? So, I yeah, you're not big on him, are you? We're going to, we're going to be fine. <laughs> am I, I going to be forced into this tomorrow night? Oh, Where's he taking I, surely me? Surely Dave's not got you tickets to something that he knows you're not not I, big into. I have never expressed. I am pretty sure I've never expressed a preference either way with Ed Gamble and James Acaster. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I've never. Or I've maybe never Dave knows them. who the surprise guest's going to be. 
And maybe it's going to be buckles or maybe it's going to be... But then would know. you say that's a low-key going out? I mean, we never go out. So if he's described it as low-key, I mean, we're going to be going like... Low-key, you know. maybe it's Tim-key. <gasps> Do you think? Clues? Could it's be clues? Take... I don't know. Oh, no, don't you've already know. been to see Tim-key. Um, yeah. Oh, I love this. If, okay, everyone write in. What do you think Dave's <laughs> taking us to do? Actually, is it zip wire? We, or is it zip <laughs> wire? Is it, a, an, is it an, a one-on-one um, com- intense conversation with James A. Caster looking into each other's eyes for two hours? <laughs> um, I must say before we end this episode that... Um, uh, Oh, God, sorry, I completely forgot what I was going to do. I opened my hand yeah. cream and it's sort of like obliterated <laughs> everything in my mind. Um, <laughs> um, uh, oh, I was going to say, please do write in. Thank you all for your New York recommendations. That has been so, yes. so helpful. We've actually got totally loads, amazing. more than we're going to yeah. be able to do in the time that we're there. Yeah. So helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you would, we are lacking at the moment in uh, things like stress dreams embarrassing moments Uh, times that you got really irritated by dogs other things that um (laughs) you guys like to write in about so if you've been sitting on any um embarrassing irritating hilarious running moments or you'd like to tell us about a time that Putin forced you to um, make (laughs) uh, bombs the night before a color run (laughs) then um do let us know wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk. Yes, that would be amazing. I also want to hear about people's DNFs and DNSs. So my this weekend is going to be my DNS, my first. No, 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 it's not my first DNS at all. It's it's it, it's one of many, many is did that not what start. It's called did not start, did not start, did not, did not start. show. Um, yeah, yeah, and so also uh, quick shout I out will... actually to the people that we said we would run the bath half. We we met oh, yeah. some listeners at the balls, and we said that we would run the bath half. And now neither of I felt a bit less guilty for skiving off because mm. you were going to do it. However, sorry, we mm. will do it another time. It's such a lovely race, and maybe we should organise all doing it together one year. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that it's, it's too much at the mo. DNS all too the much way. at the mo. DNS all the way um, and yeah maybe maybe look forward to a 2024 regroup um, that'd be nice but talking about groups very I know we were going to end this podcast about 18 minutes ago but very yeah. very swiftly with the one thing that we were going to mention and we've completely forgotten oh, to do is the we f- never talk about what we're supposed to talk about I know oh. I know and it's only because I've just written it down I've just remembered it um on the 9th of November after the New York Marathon, Holly and I yeah. are going to be doing a live event in Sweaty Betty in Battersea, um, Battersea Power Station. And we are yeah. going to be doing that with, um, confirmed this morning, we're going to be doing that with Jenny Faulkner, um, who's coming along as our sleb. Um, we're buzzing. We're going to be we're doing, buzzing. We are buzzing. We're doing a live podcast, record and film um, event there. There are tickets available on Eventbrite. Um, there's absolutely brilliant goodie bags to be had um for everyone that comes along and we are going to be chatting all things 10k um and yeah we can't wait for that that's going to be we can't wait it's going to be be a joy 
Yes. It is going to yeah, be Yeah, it's we're, well, we're going to be fresh off the plane. Essa's going to have marathon legs and we're going to be like <laughs> start spreading the news. The news. <laughs> we're going to be in that kind of a, a mindset. Firmly, hopefully yeah, Jenny native. will re- sort of restore some order. Um yes. I mean, I As can't the believe we bagged her. What the hell? <laughs> what is this life that we're living? It's going to be so exciting that um we get to pick her brains. Uh, so don't miss out. Uh, I believe at the moment mm-hmm. you have to be a Patreon. Patron. Yes, until the end of this week. So, um, okay. I so think, priority I think to patrons, be... but we are putting yeah. the tickets out to, to the rest of you guys shortly. Um, but yeah, patrons, get in there. Um, and uh, if not, you might have to wait and see if there's any tickets left next week. But if you want to secure a ticket right now, um, mm-hmm. That because they are quite limited because it's a relatively small space, um, yeah. then do hop onto Patreon, uh, two quid a month, and you get loads of other great stuff. If you're not on Patreon mm. already, get involved. I mean, We've got the the Discord is truly, which is our little group chat. It is honestly the light of my life in the dark in my darkest hours. It is lovely. It's such yeah. such fun. Yes, it's it such is. fun. It's wonderful. As Miranda's mum would say. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, how many other catchphrases are we going to steal to chuck on this? <laughs> I know. <But> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Miranda. Um, yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. We're looking forward to the whole week is going to be epic and amazing. I know, it's going to be the guys. most insane week of our careers so far, mm. I suspect. Yeah. Um, and we're going to yeah, need I'm a little lie down and quite be... a lot of wine. Yes, yes, very true. This is all actually, um, you know, fingers crossed for for everybody that I will actually make it back from New York because lest we forget, it could be the start of my Broadway career because I will be making sure I learn all the words just in case they go, the the principal actress has had a terrible accident. Um, (laughs) As it is my calling. (laughs) It's totally your calling. I can't wait. It's going to be such fun. <laughs> going to see you tap it's dancing be amazing. down 42nd Street. Be brilliant. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm going to have to learn to do that thing on a lamppost where you can get your whole oh. body. That's why I've been doing all the strength training, actually. It's just so that Let's you can see. do singing in the rain, yeah. swivel around so the lamppost. So I can do singing post, in the rain, yeah. lamppost. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, cannot wait. Once again, uh, probably going to get told off because this was too long. But too what long. a joy. Too long. Yeah. Too Always long. a joy. <laughs> See you on Saturday. <laughs> See you on Saturday. Yes. Bake off goodness. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like minded women runners. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.